All right, so you're living your life. Yeah. It's uh, pretty similar to the one that you're living now. You know, you uh, live with your girlfriend, you uh, okay. tell jokes, got your day job. Yeah. Lately, though, you've really felt the need to, like, write a lot more. Okay. Like, outside of stand-up. You're writing, like, uh, short stories. Okay. Novellas, stuff like that. Novellas, Jesus. Yeah. All right. You, you, you don't feel confident enough to write a full-on novel. Yeah, that seems pretty intimidating. Yeah, so you write, like, novellas and stuff. Okay, are they good? Um, no, not really. What's, it's, like, what's one of them called? Uh, the first novella you ever wrote, it's uh, 80 pages. Okay. And uh, the name of the novella is 80 Pages of Fucking. And <laughs> All right. it's just you writing an 80-page erotic uh, novel. <laughs> that sounds like something I probably would do. That's kind of in my wheelhouse. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, you, th- you think so, but then yeah. uh, the, written, the actual product, people are like just kind of creeped out. Like, it's not that it's bad. It's that like your friends are like, this is really weird to know that you wrote this. <laughs> okay. And but it's like, like, it's from cover to cover, all erotica. There's like, it's not that one. Is, yeah. It's like a romance novel. It's just erotica scenes. Yeah. Okay. You wrote a fantasy novella. Okay. Yeah. What's called that one called? The Storm of the Sacred Dragons. Ooh, all right. That one isn't quite as good as the erotic one. <laughs> it's somehow worse. Yeah. God uh, the, damn. The, the main character's name is uh, Bren-a. <sighs> and uh, he's like the coolest dude in the world. He's got like a, you know, a magic sword yeah. and shit like that. Huge penis. All, all these sure. things. His name is Ren-a. Ren-a? Ren-a, yeah. Okay. He's got glasses, uh, brown hair. God damn it. Yeah. Like, it's clearly supposed to be you. And everyone says to you, like, so Ren-a is supposed to be Aaron, right? And you're like, what? Oh, it's my fucking name backwards? Ren-a. God damn. All right. That sucks. Yeah. So it's clearly you. And All you right. won't admit it. Can we move past this? Yeah. So anyway, okay. so you're you're writing a lot of stuff. and Yeah. You write a, uh, a script. Okay. For a movie. A feature? Feature length? Feature length script. Okay. Uh, you know. You feel like you're ready after knocking all those novellas out. Though yeah, sometimes yeah. You, you still can't stop thinking about those characters. Yeah. Like sometimes you go to sleep and you wake up, you don't remember anything. <clears throat> but your girlfriend is like, who is Rena? Why are we talking about Rena? Oh, man. And you're like, and like you're too embarrassed to tell her. I wouldn't have shown her this. No, you, she knows that you were writing something, but she, you, she's supportive and she would ask me what's it about. At some point, she'd. Learn the character's name is Rena. You'd think so, but you just you're so like you just this, it feels so personal to you that you feel like you're like look you'll you'll once this is done fully completed you can read it all right it's you know whatever but she just like who is Rena and you're like uh and you have to just make up a story on the spot I wouldn't just tell her it's a character no, I'm too embarrassed so you're just like <laughs> so you're just like oh that's the name of the my cleaner who kidnapped me when I was young. What? And you're like, holy shit. My family to... was poor. Yeah. So, and that's what she says to you. She's like, I thought you were someone your family was poor. And you're like, yeah, I did. Uh, and you have to like come up with a whole thing on the spot. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just down a lie rabbit hole. You, you've lied to your girlfriend's face about this novella so many times. God and damn. you're in so deep that even if you wanted her to actually, like, even if you're like, okay, you're, I'm ready for you to read this. Like you, you can't ever let her. Cause she'll go, you named the main character after the cleaner who kidnapped you? And you're like, yeah. And then I'll start a whole thing. So yeah. you're just like, you're in too deep with your lies 
and your deception. <sighs> All right. Not really thinking about her feelings, I guess, but whatever. <laughs> so you write you write a script. Yeah. And um, what's it called? What? What's it called? Oh, it's it's called. Uh, it's called the Knives of Justice. Okay. It's kind of like Lethal Weapon. It's it's like a uh, an action comedy. Okay. A little more comedy than Lethal Weapon. All right. But um, is it, is that good at least? It's fucking great. All right, we're rolling. Like like you you finish it and you look at it and you're like, and you're like, wow, I think this is like really good. You I mean, the title's like, terrible. You still don't let your girlfriend read it. Why? You just, you, for some reason, you just feel like an omen. So what happens is you're like, I completed this action comedy script. Hey, hang on. Something compels me to not tell her about it because I I feel an omen. Yeah, you've been lying to her a lot lately, even about other stuff. About other stuff? Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, she's like, oh, what, you know, what time you be off work today? And you're like. You're, you're usually off work at six. But you Se- seven. But you tell her you're off work at you're usually off work at seven, I guess. Yeah. But you tell her you're off work at eight. And then you just go to like pinballs arcade by yourself and play pinballs. And you come home, you don't tell her. And you're she's like, I was work. And you're like, holy shit, what is Misrepresenting our relationship. Right. So you won't let her read the script. Uh, but you're like, this is fucking good. Yeah. And you're like, I just need to get the right eyes on this. Yeah. So um you you um over the years, you know, you've you've made enough contacts um doing comedy that there's some you have some famous people in your you yeah, know, your phone. Yeah. One of them Bad uh, Dean. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. They have my number. Yeah. You ask me if I can help you, and I'm like, I no, I mean yeah. I, I just have no idea what to do. Sure. I'm like, yeah, I can I'll read it, but I, I can't really help you. Okay. You call me again, and you're like, what'd you think? I'm like, I haven't read it yet. You kind of get annoyed. I do that. Yeah. Strains our friendship. Yeah. Finally, (sighs) you you just blind submitted this to a bunch of, like, you know, famous people you know. Okay, okay. Polly Shore response. Oh, God. You worked a weekend with him years ago. He's got a beautiful (laughs) singing voice. You found that out that weekend. (laughs) I heard him fucking. (laughs) You heard him fucking? Yeah, Yeah. A a Playboy playmate. Yeah, in the green room, right? Yeah. This is gross. <laughs> so he's like, he goes, he goes, he responds. He was like, yeah, dude, like, I remember you. You were that guy. You were totally cool about me fucking my girlfriend in the in the green room. They were dating? Yeah. All right. I didn't know that. So he's like, yeah, that's a weekend I'm at the love of my life. So I owe are they you, still buddy. Are they still dating? They're still dating. God damn. All so, right. Yeah, wow. dude. So he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, uh, I owe you one. I'll submit this to somebody, okay. you know, whatever. So, um. You didn't really hear back from him for a while? Yeah, I wouldn't expect to. Two weeks later, you're sitting at home. Uh-huh. Your phone rings. Yeah. You look down and it says, FaceTime with Mr. Cool. Oh, I don't have, I have an Android. But it still somehow is a FaceTime. And you're like, how the hell oh, did this shit. happen? So you're like, well, this seems important. Okay. Do you accept it? I wouldn't. I've never se- I've never like seen what the FaceTime thing looks like. I would probably not recognize it for what it, it was. Looks, it looks just like a um a regular phone call, incoming phone call, but it says, you know, blank, Mr. Cool, would like to FaceTime with you, accept or deny. I don't think I the would deny just... button instead of being red, it's a skull. 
<laughs> I don't think I would touch my phone. I think I would just think it was an app that was I didn't know about or like a virus or something. I don't. So you just stare at it? Yeah, I don't think I would. So it, it rings for 45 minutes. I would turn it off at some point. So you hit dismiss or deny the skull? Yeah, probably. So uh, you hit it. And when your finger goes down, the skull actually bites your thumb. God fucking damn And you go, it. what the hell? And your your hand kind of swears, uh, swears, uh, swerves. Sw- yeah. It swerves and it's fierce. Man. Like you're doing, you're, you're inventing new verbs. It's crazy. That's how hard he bites your thumb. Jesus your Christ. Your hand moves so quickly that from then on out, whenever someone unexpectedly is like hurt and they run, it's called a spheres. Oh, man. So you're pretty influential. <laughs> your hand spheres left and hits accept. <laughs> And right. uh, there's there's a video of a guy. He's looking at you. Yeah. <clears throat> he's kind of unusual looking. Um, you can tell even though it's like over the phone. This guy's nine feet tall. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's wearing a purple uh, outfit. He's uh, got long, thin, translucent blonde hair. You, can, right. you can almost see through it. And when you try to see through it. Is it like slicked back? No. It's just a long uh, hair. Just straight down. He's bald, and- on, bald on top? No. Okay. No. And uh, you kind of look at the hair and it kind of mesmerizes you for a second. Jeez. For a moment, you look at the hair and you can almost, not quite, but almost see the uh, Big Bang, kind of. <laughs> and I, per- I perceive it and know that it's the Big Bang. It's Yeah, not quite. You can't really see it. But All right. it, so you're, you're, it's almost like you just woke up from a nap and you've got the, the sleep in your eye. It's sort of like that. All but right. Oh, he, goes, okay. he goes, hey, Aaron, my name is Mr. Cool. He goes, I'm a uh, movie producer uh, for Lanalax Pictures. Yeah. He goes, uh, you know, the people in my um, my office, we got forward to the script of yours from, of all people, Pauly Shore. Oh, wow. He's like, yeah. We, the Knives of Justice? Yep. Knives of Justice. He goes, we, we, we like it. We'd like to make it. Holy shit. Yeah. He goes, he goes, we really like this. We think this could be... Like the start of a major franchise. I'd, I'd ask him, do you guys have a better title for it? Could, and he kind of like looks weird. Like kind of looks weirded out. And he's like, no. He goes, what's better than Knives of Justice? It kind of sucks. It's, it sounds like a movie that's like direct to TBS. You know, it, it doesn't. And he goes, well, it's not direct to TBS. It's for Lanalax Pictures. He so goes, are they want to like put this out in theaters? Yeah. And he goes, he, he, he goes, look, he goes, look, dude, we doesn't really do. He goes, look, uh, Mr. Brooks, he goes, I'm prepared to offer you for the script. A hundred thousand dollars. Holy shit. You have a say in the casting. All right. And um, you have a say in who directs it. Okay. He goes, we, uh, we really love the script and we promise that we'll hire somebody who's going to change it around a lot. He goes, we can't. You know, have you direct this first just because yeah. you know done before? And he goes, but honestly, he goes, if you submit a, like another script of this caliber, like we could see you being a writer director. Like getting, that's when the money me some comes. kind of like production deal. Yeah, he goes, that's when the money comes. Okay, in his I, eyes glow red for a split oh. second. So I'm gonna make a hundred grand, a hundred grand, and then of course there's um. He goes, you also get like. Two percent of the uh, holy shit, the office gross. Okay, oh, the, the office gross. The, the box office gross. Sorry. Okay, that's yeah. a lot of money. So that's an extra thing. Yeah, and he goes, he goes, look, he goes, look. I think this is going to be the next big 
thing. He's like, it right. kind of reminds me of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. That's that's huge. Yeah. So he goes, all right, so. It's a cultural touchstone. Come on out here to uh, Los Angeles. Um, we'll just get this finalized, and we'll kind of talk about the next moves and what we have all right. to do. Yeah. Do, uh, can, are they getting me a plane ticket? Yeah. <clears throat> you, uh, you kind of blink, and your mail hole cover on your door. <laughs> we don't have one. But there's one there, and you're like, where the hell did that come from? It's in the shape of a dragon's mouth. Yeah. And it opens up, and the dragon mouth shoots out a uh, a plane ticket to you. All right, man. And it goes, roar, when it does it. It says roar? Yeah, it goes, roar. It says the word roar. And you're like, what the fuck? And you kind of look down to the, the ticket, and when you look up, the uh, the mail slot's gone. Whoa, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And uh, it's a one-way ticket to uh, Los Angeles. It's for tomorrow. It's a one-way ticket. They're yeah. not even giving me a return flight. Well, he's like, we don't know how long you're going to be out here. He's like, we'll take care of the flight. Don't worry. Like, but like, we'll, we will like we we need you out here for like a few weeks. Am I at least like in like Group A boarding? <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to be in like Group C. No, you're in the first boarding group. It's called uh, the Brooks. Oh shit! Group. <laughs> what he goes? I've I've flown several times. Right. Never heard of the Brooks boarding group. <laughs> well, he goes. You get a text from Mr. Cool. It says, that's because we haven't been buying your ticket. That's all it says. So you're like, how did he read my mind? That's weird. What seat am I in? Am I in a good seat? The Brooks section? It, yeah, it's, oh, it's got its own section? Yeah. <sighs> what happens is you go the next day and you get on the plane. Yeah. And uh, the Brooks section is like in the front of the plane where like first class used to be. Yeah. There's like a uh, like a hammock set up. Ooh, I don't have a good history with hammocks. And uh, you look at it, and like you walk kind of closer, and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, I'm not getting and in that. And you touch it, and it's like, it it's feels soft like a hammock, but it's reinforced by steel. No, dude, it's not. No. No. There's also hard a, pass. Uh, there's also like a, a bed for you for you to lie down on. All right, I'm in. I'm into that. Yeah. There's a massage chair. Okay. There's a Simpsons arcade game. That's pretty rad. Yeah. So do I have any? Do I have any change on me? Um, you kind of like you think to yourself like, ah, oh, I should have brought change. Yeah. And then, uh, like you put your hand in your pocket and you're like, ah, oh, no change in there. And then uh, the flight attendant walks by and she goes, uh, oh, Mr. Brooks, good to see you. Um, can I get you anything right now? Like something to drink, maybe a bunch of change. Yeah. Um. Can, yeah, Maybe like thirty-five dollars get... in quarters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would take it. I'd yeah. say, yeah, I'll take thirty-five dollars in quarters. She pushes a button, and this I mean, like that's that's why the fuck wouldn't I? She pushes a button, this alarm starts going off. It's what? like beep 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 beep. beep. That's not good on a plane. And then like uh, a bag of uh, change comes down, kind of <sighs> like you know how they have those those breathing things that, yeah. that fall down. Yeah. You have one of those, but it's filled with change. <sighs> And All she right. goes, anyway, uh, well, we're going to take off soon. Can I get a can what? I get a water, like a nice water? Yeah. She uh, scurries off to the front of the plane. Yeah, drink would be nice. Comes back with a glass of water. Okay. Water has a big uh, blue L on it. And All she right. hands it to you, the ice water. You drink it. It's the coldest, Ooh. most refreshing glass of water you've ever had in your life. You drink it, and you imagine yourself as a salmon swimming upstream. Oh, shit. Like trying to mate. Yeah. You drink it. You 
picture yourself as a river dolphin. A river dolphin? Yeah. What the fuck is a river dolphin, Pat? It's a dolphin that lives in the river. You picture yourself cutting through that river like nothing What river? Because nothing did. The Nile in Egypt. All right, Pat. And so you drink it, and you're like, that's a pretty goddamn good cup of water. So uh, plane takes off. You have your own section. You leave uh, Austin, land in Los Angeles, get picked up, um, taken to this meeting. Straight to the meeting? Yeah. It's with uh, these two producers who were like, yeah, we're going to read your script and like, you know, we'll talk to you, figure things out. These are different people than Mr. Cool. Yeah. Mr. Cool. These, he's, he's like, these are the guys who are in charge of reading scripts. Okay. That's like, that's all they do. They read scripts all day long. And they haven't yet read mine? No, he hadn't read it, but they wrote, they, they, they had read it. Oh, they read it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So and they just made they a referral. Them, yeah. And they told them, wow, this is really good. Get this Great. guy in here. So you go to the meeting. Yeah. Go upstairs. It's on the 69th floor. All right. And, and when you hit 69 in the elevator, there's like you hit it and then you just hear like. <clears throat> like from it's where? Like, it's almost like the elevator's trying not to laugh. Okay. So you get up there to the meeting. You open the door. And in the meeting, in the room, the meeting room, there's uh, two copies of your script printed out. Yeah. At the head of the table. At the end of the table is one, another a copy of the script printed out. Uh, there's two men at the head of the table holding mm-hmm. the scripts, and they're dead. Well, I get right back in the elevator, and I hit one. I turn around immediately. I see two dead bodies. Yeah. And they're holding their, their, your script. They have notes on it. What am I going to fucking look around? The no. notes just say, like, this is good. I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm a coward. I'm leaving. I'm going back down to the first floor. I'm calling the police. So you go down to the first floor uh, to call the police. And uh, standing there is Mr. Cool waiting for you. Nine feet tall. I go, holy shit, dude. He goes, oh, holy shit. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, they're fucking dead. What happened? He goes, they read your script. Fuck you. It turns out that. um, What? Your script had been cursed by a uh, immortal wizard. Named Rasputin. So basically, everyone, he's an enemy of the Lanolax Corporation and all their film enterprises. So he. So why is he going to take it out on me? I'm just a regular Joe trying to earn a buck, trying to make a career. Yeah. Well, it's nothing personal. He just hates them. Well, why why does he have to fuck with me directly? Hey, man, why do we eat cattle? Because they're available. Well, he goes, you know, same thing. So. Mr. Cool says to you, like, I've had seven people read this script. They all died. Cursed by Rasputin. And he goes, look, dude, this isn't going to work. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Why are you pissed off at me? He goes, because seven people died. Eric. Why is your, your enemy cursed my script? Now my fucking masterpiece is fucked, dude. Fuck you. He goes, oh, I'm sure it's a masterpiece. It's called Knives of Justice. Hey, how about you read it, shithead? I'm tired of this. Like, this sucks. So, I finally did something good for one. What am I going to go back to the fucking dragon shit? That's me. So what happens is I don't want that. What happens is the security makes you leave. You're kind of forced out. Yeah. Fuck these people. Yeah. They don't have to ask me to you're leave. I'm annoying. leaving. Yeah. You're, you're fucking pissed. You're so mad that you just start walking. You're not even really paying attention to what you're doing. Yeah. Like you're so pissed. I'm so pissed. Cause when you left Austin, uh, you kind of like burned a lot of bridges. No, I didn't. Why like, the, right no, before you left, you were like, 
Hell yeah. So like you, you just walked to people when you were like, fuck you. I've never liked you. And stuff like that. And they're like, what the hell? Wow, Aaron. That is not what I would do. So you're walking back and you're like, fuck. And like, you're so in, like annoyed about this whole thing. Going back to this life, they have to rebuild because everyone is annoyed at you now. And you realize like, holy shit, I've been walking for like three hours straight. God damn it. You're in the desert. Okay. By a side of the road. There's no one around. I walked, it took me, I was walking for three hours, and I walked from Los Angeles to the desert. Yeah, you walked the wrong way, too. It's like nowhere near any um, airports or anything. And I would just walk three hours back to Los Angeles. You kind of stop, and you realize, like, holy shit, I'm in the middle of this desert. You're sweating so bad. You have no water. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I'm turning around. I just, I would turn around. You turn around, you see it like a glint in the distance. And you're like, the hell is that? And it's starting to get closer. And you realize that there is what appears to be a, uh, a city bus heading towards you. God damn it. And it gets closer to you. And the top of it, just it just says, hello, Aaron. It pulls up next to you and stops. The door's open. I think I'm, I think I lost it. I feel, I feel like I'm exhausted to the point that I'm seeing things. I don't have anything to drink. I have just experienced a really, uh, I, I saw two people dead. I saw two people who died. Their heads exploded. Their, they I, each, I they saw each had 19 scene. children. I, yeah, I would be hard pressed to think I'm probably just accepting it at this point. Cause I think I've lost my mind. So the door opens and, uh, sitting there looking at you is this guy. Yeah. This dude, um, he's got like a mustache. He's wearing a pirate's hat. He has what appears to be like a raven on his left shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And he looks at you and he goes, hello, Aaron. My name is Jay Crow. Welcome to the bus with no name. You look down, he's wearing a name tag. It says J period Crow. Yeah. First initial J, last name Crow. Yeah. Okay. He goes, need, need a lift? <sighs> Do I, I touch the bus? I reach out and I touch the bus. It feels surprisingly cool, like air condition wise. So, but it feels like it's real. Yeah. You no longer have like a deep thirst. Like, it, like there's like moisture. It's sent through your hands. And yeah, I get on the bus. I would, I would get on the you bus. Get on the bus, and he goes. You kind of sit down, like up, up, up front, and he goes, "Welcome to the bus with no name, Aaron. Uh, this is my friend Esmeralda." Kind of points to the crow that's sitting on his shoulder. Yeah. You thought it was a raven earlier, but it's a crow. <laughs> okay, I was able to make that distinction. Yeah, you kind of just at first glance thought that, then you remembered it was a crow. And oh, so I remembered it was a yeah. crow. Okay. So he goes, where to, buddy? How can I help you today? Um, Smiling. <clears throat> I said, where are, you, where are you heading? He goes, wherever you need to be, my friend. So I really need to be in Austin, but I'm willing to, yeah, I mean, if you can get me to like a city, I can try to make arrangements to get he home. Goes, Austin, Texas? So yeah, the one and only, brother. He's like, hell yeah, man. I went there one time. Yeah. He goes, I went there one time. Uh, I went to a bar. They had a comedy show happening. I got to tell you, man, it was hilarious. I loved it. That's great. That's why I'm a comedian. I would tell him that. He goes, no you shit. You know, I probably wouldn't tell him that. Okay. You don't say, you don't say that to him? Yeah. He's, he's just talking about how good the scene is there and stuff. And you're like. Yeah, man. It's great comedy there. So he goes, Austin, Texas. If that's where you need to go, that's where we're going to go. All right, dude. And he pushes a button. On uh, the like bus, close the door. The door closes. Suddenly, everything around you gets dark. Like the outside gets dark. Yeah. 
and a wormhole appeal appears <laughs> yeah. in front of the, the bus. Yeah. And the bus with no name goes straight into it. Swears through it. it swears to it. And yeah. now you're hurtling through time and space. Yeah. And Jesus. he goes, we'll be in Austin uh, by the end of the day. Kind of got to make a, a stop real quick. What the fuck? I don't want to make a stop. He goes, Jay. He's like, no, I, I know this girl in Chicago. We're going to fucking Austin, man. He goes, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. And suddenly you're, the car, the, the bus stops. I, I say, I'll just get off in Chicago. So you're in Chicago, and uh, above the uh, console on the in, the in the bus, it says Chicago, October eighth, eighteen seventy one. God damn it! He's like, yeah, I time traveled to Chicago. There's this girl here who, uh, and he kind of looks at you and he goes, "Need I say more?" And he winks at you. Why are you taking me on a, a fuck trip for you? I, if you would have told me that there was time traveling involved, yeah, I would just died in the desert. Like, what do you? He goes, look, Aaron, we'll we'll be back in right. like an hour. Like, all right, fine. I'm so pissed off. I'm like, fine, go look- do go do whatever it is you have to do. I'm gonna sit right here. Yeah, I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna stay on this fucking bus. I'll be here. He goes, thanks, man. I got blue balls like crazy. That's cool, man. I'm well. Then take and care of it. He goes, time to have sex with a girl. What does Esmeralda think of this? Oh, the the crow on yeah. his uh, shoulder. Uh, she looks at you, and you can tell, like... She's not happy? No, she's into it. <laughs> oh, fuck. She's All right. Like, she's like, this is our thing. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. I'm just going to sit on this bus. He bounds off the bus. He goes, I'll be, I'll be back in an hour. Do I have, like, a, my cell phone or anything? Or You do, but it doesn't work because you're an 18, you know. Yeah, but I, but I mean, I couldn't, like, I couldn't, like, listen to music that I have stored on there or, like, play a game. Um, you restored your phone. <laughs> yeah. So all the music that you had on there is gone, except for the one track that comes with it. Oh, no. Uh, every <laughs> iPhone now comes with a, God damn it. a song. <laughs> that you can listen to and uh it's this song it's kind of this weird like electronic beat and it's this guy just going i want to see you out on the dance floor I yeah i see you out on the dance floor. i don't i don't listen to that okay so you you turn your phone off you're like this is fucking weird you kind of look out the window and you notice that there's this uh like giant lantern that's on fire and there's like a like a cow next to it too fucking bad Stay on this bus. And uh, you can see like, there's these kids. Like, is this the Chicago fire? Is that what this is? In my high school, we didn't get past the Civil War period and school ended. So I don't know what, when this happened. There's a sign that says Catherine O'Leary's uh, house. It wouldn't say uh, but it says Catherine O'Leary's house. There's this cow there and like the kids are fucking with it. And like he's kind of getting agitated. And you can see that his back legs are within perfect striking distance of this fucking lantern. What do you do? I sit on the bus. I sit there. Yeah. Not moving. I told Jay I'm staying on this bus. He's going to go fuck somebody with that crow. Does the crow get in on it or does it just sit on his shoulder and watch while they have sex? It's not really made clear to you. But you you assume it's the la- it's the latter. Oh, it's just hanging out. All right. Does he shirt? Does he wear a shirt, or is it like does it have his claws into his skin? Again, you're not 
really sure, but you're pretty certain that it puts claws in the skin and Ooh. and the pain makes him yeah yeah come yeah yeah it makes him come. So there's a cow next to a giant lantern, 1871 Chicago. Kids are fucking with it. It's agitated. Do you do anything? No, I sit on the bus. I sit there. So you sit there. What am I going to do, Pat? I look like I'm in a goddamn bus. I'm from the future. Yeah. Nothing good's going to come of that. Yeah. Nothing good will come of this. Right. I sit on the bus. Okay. That's that's very level ahead of you. So uh, the the cow like gets really pissed. These kids. What's that cow's name? Uh, the cow's name is Bessie Lou. Okay. Yeah, Bessie the bovine. They called it Bessie the bovine. Yeah, but bovine Bessie. But her Christian name was Bessie Lou. So Bessie Lou kicks over the uh, the lantern. Yeah. And it immediately causes a bunch of buildings to go up in flames. <laughs> All right. And you slowly watch it spread, and you hear like. People are like, oh my god, I'm burning to death. I'm on fire. I'm definitely gonna die. And you hear like, you know, a, a guy go like, it was my last. It was, I was one day away from retirement. Now I'm burning alive. What was that guy doing? What was he, he was, retiring from? He was a cop. Yeah, yeah. His name was Aloysius Crumbs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. He was one day from retirement. All right. You just see like all these like dogs on fire. Oh man. At some point I just put my head down and close my eyes and I put my earphones in and I listen to that song that's on my phone. So I just listen to it just to drown out the fucking carnage, man. You put the song on and uh instantly all the screams and the death go away. Oh, all thank you hear God. is you know, this I wanna see you on the dance floor song. I and put I plus I press the repeat button twice. So it it repeats the one track over mm-hmm. and over. So keep you, it coming. You kind of like listen to it for a while, and you yeah. look up. It's only you're aware that like something's different. And you look up, and Jay Crow is standing in front of you, pants at his ankles. Yeah, I see uh, his dick. No, he's wearing white boxer shorts with red hearts on. <laughs> okay, All and right. he's like, "What the fuck is happening here?" He goes, "Where all this fire come from, Aaron? Cow kicked the lantern over. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? A cow kicks a lantern over." There's probably hay nearby. That goes up. Barn goes up. The house goes up. Yeah. The whole block goes up. What do you want me to fucking do, man? I can't call anybody. It's the 18 whatevers. I don't know. My high school didn't go that far in history class. I don't know what's happening right now. I can't do anything. He goes, I sit on this fucking bus and wait for you to finish fucking with a crow on your shoulder. Yeah. I, what do you want me to do? He goes, I don't know, dude, but we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, now. I would say so. So he goes, holy shit. And he, and he closes the door. And he goes, I can't believe you started this. I didn't start goddamn a goddamn fire. fire. A cow kicked the lantern over. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. Why is he pinning this on me? He goes, you couldn't have like, stopped it? There's, like, we have no. water. There's a giant jug of water here on the bus. I'm not, I told you I wasn't getting off this bus. And he goes, yeah, I can see that. How do you want me to stop a fire? There's a we have a jug of water, a barn burned yeah. down, right. a house burned down. Yeah. I can't put out a fire with a single jug of water. And he, and he goes, oh, Jay. it's interesting you know that without even trying. That's interesting. Yeah, goes, Jay, because I've burned get, things in the past. He goes, let's get the hell out of here. Why isn't he already driving? He pushes a button because you're this yelling at him. You're like justifying the car. I put the headphones in. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm listening. In, he hits a button. You kind of blink. I flip him off. You flick him off and he kind of sees you and he goes, well, fuck you, buddy. And gives I don't you one care. right back. 
the Esmeralda, the crow, looks over and looks at you and it's just like, you fucking jerk. He doesn't say it, but you can tell. I don't give a shit what that bird thinks. Yeah. So you go back home. You're in Austin. 2018. He's like, all right, man. Like, hope you're happy. Like, goodbye. Why did you take me to the day of the Chicago fire? You idiot. Because I wanted to fuck a girl. Oh, sorry. I like having sex. You can't can't have sex with anyone throughout the entire course of history other than a woman living in Chicago right near where the Chicago fire started on the day of the great Chicago fire. You couldn't have had sex with anyone across all of the universe all time. You had to do it right then. What is wrong with you? He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes blue balls dude yeah i've had them i've been there yeah i wouldn't show up to the great chicago fire to fuck somebody who lives in chicago yeah you couldn't found a girl in milwaukee so he just goes all right like you know what i mean goes, this guy's irresponsible he just you just look i'll talk to you later man like get off the bus with no name yeah no i won't talk to you later goodbye jay goodbye esmeralda have fun do whatever the fuck it is you do you get I'll off, see you around you get off the bus you turn around he's just kind of looking at you after I don't look at them. I, yeah. I get off the bus and I fucking walk straight away. I'm so pissed off. Yeah. I didn't do anything. That cow did it. So you go home and uh, you're like, wow, what a crazy day. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to tell everyone. I wouldn't tell a soul. You wouldn't tell anyone? No. Fuck, okay. fuck no, Pat. What am I going to tell them? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty good story. <laughs> hey, I wrote the best script ever, by the way, which is cursed. It's killed seven people to this point. My movie deal fell through. Now I got to return to Austin. How'd you get there? I don't know. I took a fucking time traveling bus and made a pit stop on the Great Chicago Fire. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty good story, though. I wouldn't even tell my girlfriend about Naray or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah you have been lying to her lately. So uh, why know, would I so tell her about decide, this even a more outlandish thing? You decide I'm not going to tell her. And you get like a, like a little bolt of almost electricity down your spine when you decide that. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? You just love lying. God damn. And so you go home, you open the door, you close the door, you turn on the lights. And standing there is a man. This guy is wearing the crispest blue suit that you've ever seen in your fucking life. Yeah. I say, why the fuck are you in my house? It looks like you could sharpen swords on this guy's fucking suit. It's a sharp suit. Why is he here? He's got uh, teeth that remind you of sharks. All right. Totally and completely bald. And you kind of thought for a second that his suit was the bluest thing you've ever seen in your life. But this guy's eyes. Yeah. They're like the blue of nightmares. Once again, why is he in my apartment? And he goes... had family in Chicago. A lot of people have family in Chicago. Before you can respond. A lot of people fucking died. Before you can respond. Read a this book. This guy fucking has whipped out a giant knife. And it's giant. Like yeah. this. Like it's weird to call it a knife almost. That's how big it is. And he slices your fucking throat. God damn it. And your warm blood spills down your shirt. <laughs> And it reaches the floor. Yeah. And it forms the face of a crow. Esmeralda. And then he stabs you in the stomach like 30 times. (laughs) Damn. God, it's gruesome. He takes out his phone 
And it looked like instead of like it being a cell phone or something, it's actually like a uh, a tin can attached to a string. <laughs> yeah, the string goes out the window, and he says into it, "It's ice bones." Yeah, ice bones Jones. He's dead. God, he's a bad man. <sighs> that fucking sucked.